Hello and welcome back to the Student of Life podcast, the pod about all aspects of life. I'm Aseda, your host. Are you passionate about feminism and what it stands for? My guests do. Join me and my guests, siblings Jennifer Iowa, Nana Anima, PhD, Gender and Sexuality Studies, and Deborah, private legal practitioner, as we talk about feminism, a subject close to their hearts. Okay, we already know where you are, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. yes. I'll ask you guys to talk about yourself a little bit. Let me start with Anima. Okay, so my name is Anima. Um, okay. I live in the United States. Wow. I <laughs> just completed my PhD in media arts with a certificate in gender sexuality studies. Okay. Um, I am a very passionate um, rights activist. I'll call myself a feminist, um, and I just voice my, my I just voice out concern if I see that somebody's being oppressed or hated. And um, my work areas in DEI and education as well as administration. Okay. Nice Thank you so much for joining you. us. <laughs> okay, okay, please, Deborah, can you talk about yourself a bit? Sure. My name is Deborah. Okay. Similarly known as Anyang Kwantejawa. I recently I prefer the Anyang even more. <laughs> I'm a private legal practitioner wow. here, here in Ghana. I'm okay. And let us add everything that Enima said, just subtract the parts where she says she lives in the US, her <laughs> name and her work. Everything else applies to me. I consider <laughs> I consider myself a humanist. Okay. A humanist subsumed under humanism to me is feminism. Okay. If, if I believe that once you are human, feminism ought to come to you naturally. Okay. You ought to understand what it is that we feminists are talking about. So I am a humanist. That's how yeah. I describe myself. Okay, that's good. I was going to ask a question about that, but let me first ask: Is there, Anima, yes. is there a a, a, um, a recent definition of feminism, or is it the normal dictionary one that we've been using since eighteen whatever? I mean, it's if, if we can't have one definition for feminism. So first and foremost, feminism can be a thought, an idea, or an act, or a movement. So okay, them arose out of a movement. So. Theoretically, we can say feminism is a concept or um, a movement that fights for um, human rights, especially women's rights, particularly women's rights. However, okay. there are deep, deep under, uh, explanations from because femi- the idea of feminism has, has evolved a lot because in the um, early years, a lot of people thought that some groups were maligned when we talk about feminism, especially black women. Mm-hmm. African woman, it had a very Eurocentric uh, meaning, um, because even though um, the the movement started with black women, and the movement started with African women, it was whitewashed. So that's why people have the idea that it's a foreign thing, but it's not a foreign thing. But it's because that um, the media and those who are in the forefront has normally uh, highlighted works of white feminists rather than mm-hmm. feminist color. But feminism is understanding that 
um, this world is unequal and, and, and women especially have unequal access to resources, to mm -hmm. to everything. It, what, the resources, it could be economic, cultural, it could be um, social resources. And so okay. when you understand that women are disadvantaged at that, you then fight to make sure that uh, women can come to the table, not only come to the table, but contribute to um, issues and also have equal access to these resources that I just mentioned. Okay. Then the question that comes to my mind is, what are African feminists fighting? That's what I was going to ask before. I didn't know that it was a whitewash and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, what are we in Africa? What are we fighting for? <laughs> okay. As feminists. Yeah. Okay. So just like feminists everywhere, we understand that patriarchy is universal. Everywhere you go, there's patriarchy, meaning that um, the system is skewed to um, support um, men. Sometimes it's not intentional, but it's okay. trying to support men. Um, and so everywhere, there's, think about it, think about Ghana. There are a lot of issues here that if, even if somebody raped, the first questions that we people ask is, why did the person go there? What was the person wearing? This is a universal thing that happens to women everywhere. Secondly, even when we are talking about um, um, the, the same rape, do you yeah. not have to pay for your own rape kits in most hospitals in Ghana? It's not free. Really? There are a lot of taxes on women products like pads and others. But in most cases, condoms are free. If you come to the United States and you go to the hospital, you can just pick up a lot of condoms. But pads are not free. You would have to pay for pads. We realize that everything that goes, whether it, it has to do with our culture, the way we position women, look at our politics, how many women are in politics. Even when women want to be in politics, how people will say, mm, or bad as for this woman, I'm not going to vote for them. We are comfortable voting for men, even though for so many years, men have not done anything for our political um, system in Ghana, but we continually give them the mandate to rule. You, you should understand that in every aspect of our life, whether culture, social, or political, women are continually subjugated. So we can't rest. We still need to fight. Because the more you are exposed to these misogynistic tendencies and phallocentric views that people have in the society, mm -hmm. the more we become aware that our fight is not finished. We need to um, continue to talk about feminism, educate people about feminism, and continually fight the system that subjugates both men and women. Okay, that's why you. Okay, so let me ask this question: mm -hmm. Do feminists hate men? Are you are who, who, which of us do you want to answer? Are you? Are you <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Before before I answer that question, there's something more that I want to add to what okay. Emma was saying. Okay. To what feminists in Africa are fighting for? Um, I I believe that. A lot of people are suffering from, you know, individualism and not realizing that our lives as people who live in a community are intersecting. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people look in their immediate environment. Wait, but um, I have a degree. I am able to pay my bills and I have a good job. So I am not um, being suppressed in any way. So feminism yeah. is a hoax. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, forget that. There are a thousand more girls in this country that have to watch their brothers go to school. 
because they see is that it is the men who can make something out of their lives and women are only men for married. They forget that many more girls are being forced into early marriage as early as 11, 9 years old. There are girls who are getting married in this country. They forget all of that. They forget that trocracy is still a thing. They forget that FGM is still a thing. You know, so when people ask me that question, most of the time I realize that it's not their fault, you know. So it, it takes a certain kind of mindset to look outside your immediate environment. And even in your immediate environment, there's so many, many more injustices that a lot of us have been desensitized to, you know. Mm-hmm. Things that we have been made to see as normal. But when you think about it, it's actually um, what patriarchy has made us believe is normal. And you realize that even in our modern world, those of us living in Kumasi, living in Accra, living in so-called big cities, there are so many spaces that we can't occupy. You know, you still can't yeah. walk out at 10 p.m. like how your male friend can. Yeah. Exactly. You still can't wear what you want because you are worried about what men will think, which doesn't make any sense. If men don't wake up with that worry on their mind at all, whether they are short or too tight or something, they don't think about that at all. You know, so... um. <laughs> it's still a lot in my opinion very little has changed so that's just something that i wanted to say about that and okay. with feminists hating men there is something that i think her name is Maisie williams said mm. if you're a fan of game of Thrones, you know Maisie williams. Yeah. yes 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 so she said that she actually thinks we should stop calling feminists feminists and start calling sexist people sexist because feminism should be the norm it should be the yeah. you should be shocked that someone is sexist but not shocked that someone is feminist. Mm, mm. Because at the end of the day, it's the simple fact of seeing women as human beings. And I always dump it down to people who are always like, uh, always very passionate about that and feminist hate women. It's very, it's, it's just a very simple fact that you believe that if you went to school with your classmate, a girl, she doesn't have to sleep with someone before she gets a job. You believe mm. that she should be able to after going to learn at 10 p.m., go to her um, hostel without being raped. You should be able to believe that if she decides to run for SRC president, we are not judging the makeup on her face and her poster, her campaign mm-hmm. poster. We are judging what is mm-hmm. coming out of her mouth. Facts. So <laughs> it's, it really fascinates me. And, and again, it's crazy because there are a lot of male feminists. A lot. Yeah. Many yeah. More. There are even male feminists who don't know they are feminists. But they have been fighting for women for a very long time. It has never ever been about hitting men. It's, it has okay. been about being against patri- patriarchy is a problem. And by the way, patriarchy is not good for men too. It doesn't help men either. Because if you're asking women to be weaker, that means you're asking men to be stronger. Mm. If you're saying women are weaker, it means women, men are stronger. That is why a lot of men have all of these health problems because um, we are expecting them to be superhuman, keep your emotions inside, don't cry. You have to be the 100% the provider. You have to be the protector 100 even when you don't feel like it. It doesn't help them either. Yeah. You know, patriarchy is not the, is, is the problem. It's not men that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just what I have to say about that. A little okay. bit. Um, there's a popular African feminist who died recently called Nawal Ed Sadawi. He's, okay. he's one of my favorite feminists. She's um, Egyptian. She keeps on saying that if you think um, feminism is hating men, then you're not, you don't really understand feminism. Because 
um, men are also sub are also subjugated by patriarchy. In as much as it is helping them, look at how a lot of black men can't even get in touch with their emotions. Yeah, our health issues among black men, because even when they can't carry the burden, society is like we are bema. Yes, men don't cry. We have all these things that we say in the society, men, because it's the uh, patriarchy is the system. Truly, men are benefiting from patriarchy. Don't get me wrong; they are really benefiting from patriarchy. That's why when we talk about dismantling patriarchy, they feel threatened. Who wants to? Yeah. Who wants to stop benefiting? Nobody in this world wants to. So if you are enjoying something, they are like, "Oh, now I said that." Can you give me uh, instead of the two dollars I give you every day? Well, I give you one dollar and give one dollar to another person. You you'll be a little bit shaken, right? But when yeah. you understand that all the two dollars, this there is something in the two dollar that's not helping you. Probably you come around it. So that's the little I add to. Um, okay, that's a lot to unpack. Maybe eh? <laughs> before we go to the next one, if I may add something. The okay. The uh, you once said something about. A lot of men being feminists, but they don't know that they are. That is true. They also mm-hmm. know that they are feminists, but they refuse to identify as such because in Ghanaian society, to be a feminist is taboo. Whether you are male or female is taboo. So although they are, they refuse to identify as such. Also, in Ghanaian society, as Nenema said, we have been conscientized to think that there are certain things which are emasculating. So yeah. if you cry, you are a woman. <laughs> if you if you show emotion, you are a woman. Even if you put if on you do even when you help your wife, not what not help if you do house chores. Because I believe when you do house chores, you are not helping. When you do house chores, you are a woman. Recently I was having this discussion with a friend of mine and her, she was telling me about a, a lawyer who went abroad to do her master's. And when she was abroad, her husband did so well. Oh, he did well. Oh, I said, ah, what is it that he did? Well, every morning he would take care of the children. He would bath them, take them to school. Then from work, he would go and pick them up. And I was like, but did you expect me to come and do all that? He is their dad. Is that not his mm-hmm. job? Mm-hmm. I fail to see what the the, 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 the hoopla is about. He yeah, is doing his job as a father. Am I supposed to be praising him because he is being a father? I don't understand. Oh, but you have to admit, he has done well because a lot of men won't do it. And I told her the fact that a lot of men won't do it doesn't mean I should be praising him because he's doing his job. He is their father. Who else should come and do it? When the wife is not around and in school, who else? Is it me that I was supposed to come and do it or what? I had no, no. You do anything. Anything you say, you be you. Me to me, he has done. I said, well, that is to you. But to me, he's doing his job. So, <laughs> where that is coming from? Like you, 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 you are seen as a woman. One time on this group page that I joined, we were mm-hmm. having. I wasn't even part of that conversation. They were talking about something, and I, at that time, we were supposed to be making contributions towards uh, one of the members who was getting married. So when I opened my WhatsApp, I realized that they had said a lot of things. So I thought maybe they were discussing it. So I was going to check to see. Then all of a sudden, someone said, hey, would you enjoy some enjoy?" Ah. So when he said that, then I responded and said, what is this supposed to mean? 
Then, <laughs> in fact, when he first said it, a lot of people didn't think anything of it. But one of the moments I write, went to write, what is this supposed to mean? Mm-hmm. Then it drew people's, some of them, some of them's attention. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this one, this one, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So you are trying, you are, you are, you are making a point. And the point that you're trying to make is women are this type of way. I think you're trying to say women are not intelligent or something. Something of that mm-hmm. sort. Mm-hmm. So we, we went back and forth, back and forth. Then one of the ladies said, oh, let me apologize on his behalf. It seems he didn't know what he was saying was wrong. And thank you very much for drawing our attention to it. Now, I let it go, not because I wanted to. I let it go because honestly, I was... I was tired of having to go back and forth with a dimwit. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> he ought to have been apologizing and not mm-hmm. the lady. Mm-hmm. He ought to have seen what was wrong with what he had written. And as long as he didn't see it, there was nothing more that I was going to say that was going to draw his attention to it because I had said a lot of things. And if he wasn't going to get it, there was no need. Then I also want to um, chip in this. That um, in as much as feminists are fighting like african women the question was what are african women fighting for in yeah. as much as we are fighting for equality i believe we also need to point out the fact that embedded in that equality is a strong sense of equity in the okay. sense that a friend of mine said i will not sit in the same classroom as you a boy and then beat you in class and then at the end of the day you think because you have a penis, you can look down on me. Now, when she first said that, I laughed. But later on, when I was thinking about it, I realized that, no, she has a very strong point. Because, as Ayuwa said, a lot of ladies are, are forced to watch, sit down and watch as their male counterparts go to school. As their male counterparts are given a lot of opportunities. You see? As yeah. a, a lot of ladies and girls... GM and Chokosi, even in today's Ghana. And in as much as we, we may be not, we may be a little bit far removed from it, it is a very concerning issue because if you play, you put me, a lady, and a boy on the same playing field, that is mm-hmm. equality. But the issue is my legs are shorter than his. We are on the same playing field. It's a level playing field. We are on the same playing field. But my mm-hmm. legs are shorter than his. As long as my legs are shorter than his, there's a possibility that he may outrun me. There's a possibility that he may score more goals than me. This is what I'm trying to say. At the end of the That's day... That's equity, man, yeah. Yes, a man doesn't have to menstruate. At the end of the day, a boy doesn't have to feel menstrual cramps. When I was an adolescent, I never experienced menstrual cramps. It is only recently... In this my age that I'm experiencing menstrual cramps. And I remember I asked my sister the next and she said, Well, some people's menstrual cramps come later on in life. So it's normal. It's like it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. So you can imagine I have to sit down in my office and put a smile on my face and receive clients. Or I have to go to court and, and try to argue about an issue or about a legal point. With while going through the, the pain while, of it's like someone is stabbing my abdomen yeah that is it so when we have to consider it equitably it means that we have to consider all the things that women go through 
all the things that women go through. That is why it baffles me when someone says, well, when I come home, I expect you to be there with the kids. I expect you to have cooked me a meal. I expect you to have done this. I expect you to have done that. In effect, they are trying to tell us that you may as well go back to the olden days where a woman's importance was only measured by how much food or the tastier meals that she can prepare in the kitchen. Because you cannot be having a career and expect to have a home, basically. That's what they are trying to tell us. So, uh -huh. I wanted to chip in that embedded in equality. They, 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 okay, let me ask this question. Okay. Whose fault is it to promote this equity? Because we've been talking a lot, okay? We are talking about a guy who talked about you in a WhatsApp group and all of that. What yeah. I was thinking is, why didn't his mom take it upon herself to educate him when he was growing mm -hmm. up? Mm -hmm. To teach him that we don't talk to women this way, we don't treat women mm -hmm. this way, and that kind of thing. And why not just mention something? That's coming. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying something right now about the a woman whose husband is telling her to cook for me and all of that. Shouldn't the woman also take that kind of charge? If the men are not helping, mm -hmm. women should like mothers should educate their children, right? Yes. Why should stand up to their husband? Why should let them? Their husbands know this and that. Maybe they're men, no. Maybe they don't know. <laughs> okay. So, so I guess what, the question I'm asking is, what are women yeah, also doing to educate about that. people yes, about but, that? Um, let me quickly, because I know Anima would want to say something about this. So let me quickly say what I'm thinking. You see, we are our mothers, our grandmothers, and our great-grandmothers. Most of them, if not all of them, have one mindset. And they are imparting that knowledge onto their children and their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So while you are growing up, you are being taught, no, hey, now we are. Ah, now they're Hey, bro. Listen to these comments. These are comments yeah. I've heard them before. Yes. Hey, good to Yes, ah. One time, eh, I went to the gym, and at that time, I used to, anytime I'm exercising, my, my trainer would record it, and then sometimes I'll post it on my social media or something. So at one time, he, we, we were, he was teaching me how to box. And I tell you, boxing is a very strenuous exercise. It works out the whole body. So mm -hmm. he was teaching me how to box. It, so we videoed it, and I posted it on my social media. A friend of mine saw it and called me, Hey! You get my point. So yeah. Are... It seems they think the world revolves around them. Precisely. That is what we are being we are being made to think. Unfortunately, this new generation of women, because me honestly, my daughters are not going to grow up thinking like that. My daughters are not going to grow up thinking like men are the pivots of this world. No. So, uh, it's not sometimes, as Anima said, sometimes it's not their fault. They've been trained to think like that. So, when they grow up, they grow up with that thinking and they, they come and impart it onto their children. And I, that is I, why, in the olden days, someone, someone my grandmother's age will stay in a very abusive marriage. Yeah. Very, in a very disturbing marriage, physically, emotionally, psychologically abusive. But she won't leave because at the end of the day, if she leaves, what will society say? If she leaves, her own parents will tell her, Kanko Kunufie, Uye Denwa, Kanko Obuka Kana Eden. 
or I read your book, that's what they tell her. You get my point? So they've been conscientized into thinking that the more you suffer, the better a wife you are, or the better a woman you are. So sometimes it's not their fault. So it is up to us, for us to change this generation. We have to change that narrative so that when we bring children in this world, we will teach them better and tell them that no, you don't have to suffer through this. You don't have to go through this. A lady came to my office just last week and she says she wants legal advice. I asked her what's the problem. She said that um, her husband has been giving her a lot of problems, but recently it's, it has become too much for her. So she just wants to separate from him a while. She doesn't want a divorce. She just wants to go and stay with her mother for some time and then mm -hmm. come. So I asked her, how much time do you think you need? And she said about one or two years. You see, in Ghana, in our law, there is something called desertion. Okay. Desertion is when you leave your matrimonial home for a period of two years and over, the law will presume that you have deserted your marriage. Oh, okay. Yes. So if your husband, for instance, maybe the you moving out of your matrimonial home to go and stay somewhere, well, maybe you guys didn't agree. Maybe your husband offended you so much. So one time he came back from work and you had gone. If you stay away from the matrimonial home for two or more years, it is presumed that you have deserted your matrimonial home. So if your husband is petty and he takes it to court, he can use that against you in a divorce uh, proceeding. Okay. Exactly. So I told her, Madam, unfortunately, in our society, our system is very unforgiving for married women. Not married people, for married women. So mm. me, I told her that if you want to leave, it is, there is no in-between. That, oh, you want to go a little bit and then come back. What if you go, when you leave, he will do much worse than what he's doing right now. So if you want a divorce, period, divorce him. Other than that, if you want to stay, it is your prerogative. But the system is so much so that it is very difficult to choose an in-between and say, cry, cry, no he will do worse. But it's the same for the man. Can a man also ask desert. for a situation? Yes, the man can desert, but society will always be behind the man. Please, you understand what I'm trying to say? The law may not be on his side, but society is always on his side. The maybe maybe the woman does. Oh, maybe the woman even did something to push him away. Precisely. Precisely. So I even told her, that, are you sure when you go and live with your mom, your mom won't sack you to go back to your husband's house? And she said, oh, no. Her mom is aware of what is going on. They've all tried to talk to him, and he's still behaving the same way. So her mom won't do that. I said, that's fine. Society will always be behind the man. Oh, But the moment a lady does it, that's where they realize that they have a, a, a mouth to ask questions. Now, what are you sure you didn't do anything? We are sure. Now, we fear you might banana one way or the other. Now, I say, what I didn't do much to try to move on. And they make up here. That's why they realize that they ask all these questions. But I've never man stand somewhere and say that. His friend's pot belly is disturbing his wife. <laughs> I have never heard hmm. any man stand some way and criticize his friend for drinking too much that he'll come back home intoxicated and still want to have sex with his beer breath on go and breathe the beer on his wife. I've never hmm. heard any man say it. It is always the woman. Yes, so law may not be on his side when it comes to desertion. Society will always encourage him and enable him. Hmm. I know you all want to ask something, okay, but let me <laughs> move on. Okay, so what do you think about this, you know, 
music videos where I normally see the men wearing long sleeves and just being fully clothed. While the women in these videos are just wearing sexy, sexy things. But I'm sure if you ask them, they'll say they're also feminists, right? It's their choice and all of that. But what do you think about that? I'm here to see a video where a man is equally naked or equally, like, <laughs> underclothed like a woman. What do you think? Okay, so, um, uh, I, I, I can actually give you examples of videos where men were the ones in the state of undress. <laughs> there are a lot oh, okay. of Nicki Minaj videos where, you know, the men are in the swim trunks and all of that. Oh. And then, Imale, are you and, are sorry not to cut you off. There's this Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Lopez video where in the beginning, they said, ah, why is it that always it is the women who have to wear bikinis and all that? This time, she wants to make a video where it is the men who are wearing uh, swim trunks and all that. And she did. Mm-hmm. I forgot the time. Okay. Earlier, I was searching up and So, yeah, you are going. So, um, aside from that, you see, me, I really have a problem with, you know, questioning these kinds of things. In as much as we question the objectifying of women. At the end of the day, a woman's worth should not be tied to how many clothes she has on. Being a video vixen is actually somebody's career. There's someone that does her job. That's what she uses to pay bills. She wakes up and she goes and rehearses and all of that. And that's what she uses to pay bills. So Mm -hmm. in my opinion, you know, at the end of the day, I don't support... um, objectifying women a lot of men in 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 a, in a lot of rap music and all of that they count women as part of their positions and all of that which is something i know so but at the end of the day being a video vixen in someone's career it doesn't mm-hmm. take away her worth in any way whether mm-hmm. she's naked whether she's her worth is still intact and that is what she Hello? is doing as her business and in my opinion Hello? she is she is empowered she's not under any duress and she's mm-hmm. not being trafficked, and she's um, a consenting adult. There is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Let me, um, no, wait, let me, let me cite an example to what Mami Yuwa said. Oh. This lady, um, uh, the rapper, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, she, I've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Yes, isn't she? She's college educated. I think, mm-hmm. are you, has she finished or she's still in school? I'm not sure. Okay, I think uh, probably she's still in school because I've not seen her graduation pictures anywhere. But mm. sometimes she has a show and she has to submit her assignment. So she will, she will hurry up and submit her assignment before she goes and does her show. And in her videos, her videos are very racy. She mm-hmm. wears skimpy outfits and all of that. But at the end of the day, my question is, who is she offending? What crime is she committing? The fact that a group of men will sit somewhere and say, ah, she's wearing this, she looks like a prostitute. And so, that's my question. And so what? What has that got to do with anything? The last time I was driving someone, and then we went to pass through a doom, and we saw um, these uh, commercial sex workers. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, we were discussing the fact that even sometimes these days, they don't wear skimpy clothes. Because sometimes in Accra, for instance, they'll just be wearing regular jeans and top, but then they'll be working. And I told her, well, that's true. And skimpy is subjective. Me, I wear tinier things than, than they do. I can wear <laughs> very short shorts with my top, then I'll be walking around. 
not in my house. I will send it outside and go and buy something in the neighborhood. Does that make me a commercial sex worker? Mm-hmm. Do you get my point? Yeah. Does that make me a video vixen? Not to detract from what they do, but does that make me any of those things that people are saying? Does that mean I care? <laughs> Asking that, what do you have to say about women who are feminists, but when their husbands maybe cheat on them repeatedly, they still go back? For example, people are complaining about the Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She sang a song. People tease her that she sang a song called To the Left, To the Left, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yes, her husband cheated and she still went back. And then there's this recently, I think Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I, I heard this. I, I don't follow them that much, but I heard that her, is it her husband or baby daddy? Husband. Had cheated, husband. Okay, had cheated on her. We were hearing about some sort of imminent divorce or whatever. And then recently, we heard that she was pregnant and all of that. I know it's their choice, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's not their choice, but what do you think about women who maybe their husbands keep cheating and they still feel like, let me just stay and, you know, let it work? That's, that is the first thing that you've answered part of it is their, is, is their choice. But secondly, too, is also because of societal pressure. The point is we, we, the way we view... The way we view marriage is is very wrong in most societies. The burden of marriage is a do or die affair. The burden of marriage is placed on the uh, woman most of the times. So um meaning that you are the one who's supposed to keep the marriage together. In most cases, uh, when a marriage breakdown, even even if the person will not be subjugated to subjected to such questions like why, why why did you not cook well did you not do this were you overworking all of that there's still kind of a societal judgment on the woman because mostly when women are divorced society looks down society looks down on divorce when no matter what you've achieved in life society thinks there's something wrong with you that's why you are divorced so it may influence their reason of saying together. I don't know their personal issue too. It may also be that the people themselves have atoned for their whatever was happening. Whatever we see around these celebrities is what they want us to know that we see. Most of it we don't know. We don't know yeah. what is going on. So we can't, I can't use that as an example. But what I would say is that if we deconstruct the, the idea of marriage, even in our Ghanaian system, think about when we are having an engagement and the advising session comes, what do they say? They are the woman. So we put the spiritual burden the physical burden, everything. So in most cases, many women feel that it's a, they are a failure if they are not able to um, keep their marriage together. Yes. Even when they are being abused or whatever, they stay married. Even when they want to leave and they speak with their um, family members or friends or acquaintances, what do you tell them? So it's not as easy as it is to blame um, women who are in such marriages. 
I think the solution for us as activists is to continue to write about this, educate people like we are doing now about the fact marriage is supposed to be a union. It's not supposed to be a bed somebody. If like you are being to voice your, your opinion to your partner, it is vital for you to understand that you have to be happy wherever you are. And divorce is also okay. Divorce is okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. If you, we should also educate ourselves to understand that divorce is okay. Divorce is okay. I think when the when the education starts from the beginning, educating girls and boys from the beginning as their children, that uh, this is this is not marriage is not the domain for women. Look at how our, our princess movies are always it's about love. The lady waiting on the marriage, the princess of the frog. Oh, so we always read Cinderella and all of that and. All and for it's a man to complete our life but if we educate our children from beginning that marriage is not even compulsory if you want to find if you don't want to find secondly um, you should be happy by yourself no man can complete you your happiness thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the student of life podcast i hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new Please subscribe so you will be notified of new episodes. Have a blessed week.